Hello. Hello. Are you good to go? Yeah, good to go. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. In three, two, one. And welcome, everybody, to Two Guys Walk Into a Bar. I am Sam. And I'm Jason. Hey, Jason. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Social distancing episode uh, number four. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's four. It's four. So we did the one, then we did the the train wreck that was the four of us, and then we did one um, right. right after that. Yeah. And we took Easter off. We did take Easter off. So yeah. how you doing, so, buddy? Good. Yeah. Bored out of my mind, but uh, good. How are you? More uh, importantly, I'm working. You're at home teaching your kids. Well, I'm working. So it's a little, little uh, complicated now. Uh, I am going to work every day uh, starting uh, tomorrow. Actually, last week too. But um, but uh, it's, a, it's a different environment. Uh, we're in hibernation mode is what we're calling it. So me and 41 other people. Yeah, on a on a in a business that employs twenty two hundred normally, so wow, yep. So that's the foreseeable future, uh, and um, you know it's yeah. I I I have always hated the saying "it is what it is," but I don't have a better saying. Uh, no, I think a lot of it. You know, a lot of this is cliche driven and only because it, you know, it's true. I mean, nobody ever would have suspected um, what we were going through. Certainly no. not in America. No. Um, and, you know, it, there's literally nothing you can do. It is what it is. I mean, I, I get up. I check the news every day just to see if I'm still supposed to go to work <laughs> or if, you know, my business has been closed. Uh, I go to the local news channel at two thirty every day cause they update the, you know, COVID case count for the state and for the country. And then yeah. I just, you know, see if it's not rising any and it's, you know, in Missouri, it's still about 200 a day. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it is what it is. There's there's literally nothing you can do. Yeah, no, nope. uh, you're you're right there. Uh, yeah, I uh, I I refrain from watching news. I, I well, I don't refrain. I watch the news. Uh, I I watch it on YouTube, uh, the local NBC affiliate, uh, or not the local, actually the national NBC. They post on YouTube around around between nine thirty and ten o'clock at night. The 5:30 evening news broadcast the full version and so i watch that which is i mean let's talk about uplifting uh uh that is that will depress you um because uh, that's all it's on the news and, I, and I, honestly I, I going into today's uh, episode i really don't didn't want to talk about it because i'm tired of it i mean and i have no right to complain i really don't and but it's you just get oversaturated with with uh, 
negative news and the fact that, you know, week after week now, there's really not a clear picture on what the next month, two months, year is going to look like. Um, and so, you know, in, in ways that, you know, I just kind of want to bury my head in the sand, you know, uh, but yeah. at the same time, you can't, um, you got to stay active. I got to keep my, uh, my, uh, family occupied and busy and, and, uh, you know, uh, keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. That's right. To use another, another phrase or, or whatever. So <laughs> keep on trucking. Hey, Hey, hold on one second. Uh, sure. I, I gotta, I gotta fix something real quick. Talk amongst yourself. Sure. This is going to be a short broadcast if uh, somebody unplugged my uh, laptop power cord. So, all right, we're good. One of the uh, one of the youngins. Oh, who knows? I probably was in here messing and didn't realize what I unplugged. So, so yeah. So, uh, so uh, what are you doing? Hey, actually, I have I have a I have a burning question um, <clears throat> from the uh, first uh, isolation podcast. Uh, social distancing podcast. Uh, did your yard ever get mowed? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I didn't touch on that, but uh, yeah, I think the burning <laughs> sheltered my life is. Uh, everybody's worried about living and dying, and I'm worried about whether or not my lawn guys is going to be considered essential. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I had to go buy a lawnmower. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it turns out that uh, my my lawn service um, is uh, still employed and still working and has uh, started coming out and, and mowing my lawn. I guess you got a later start than normal this year, but um, <clears throat> but all's resolved, uh, oh, America. I was worried. Everybody can sleep better tonight. My I'm getting my weekly lawn service. So, um, second question, and, and we didn't bring this up on the air, but, uh, so you have a regular routine of, uh, getting your hair cut every three weeks. And if, if my math is correct and look at the calendar, that was, would have been this past Monday, uh, since your last, uh, this, when you, sh- you were due for a haircut and that is that, yeah. is that and incorrect? Your wife, and, your, and your wife thinks we spend too much time together yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that you would even know uh, my hair cycle, but you nailed it. I mean, yes, this past Monday, the 13th um, would have, I had a nine thirty appointment on the books. Um, and uh, sadly, uh, nobody's there to read the book. Barbers are, are non-essential. Um, I, I kind of get why, in terms of closeness and proximity. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I also could argue the other way, you know, clean hygiene is, you know, probably more essential now than ever. Um, I would, you know, certainly hair is, 
is part of that. So, no, I, I, tomorrow will be week four. Um, <clears throat> next Monday will be week five. That, that's how math Monday, that. May 4th <clears throat> will be week six. And I only say that because tentatively the governor of Missouri has extended our stay at home until May 4th, which right. means in theory my barber can come back to work on that Monday, May 4th. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> not. It's it's going to be a phased approach. Uh, oh, hey, I, I totally think... Uh, I, I, I totally think that's not going to happen. If business is open Monday, May 4th, it'll only be um, specific businesses. Yeah. we've um, Yeah. I mean, we've we've already written off the month of May. Uh, so yeah. June is what we're optimi- we're trying to be optimistic for. So, uh, sure. And I suspect most of America, New York, California, uh, New Jersey excluded, um, just based on the numbers. Um, but yeah, I suspect most of reasonable expectations are at some point in June, middle June, um, that you can start expecting, uh, a normal routine. And I'll say that, I'll say that in quotes because we don't know what that essentially will be, but, um, well, the peak was yeah. the, the peak in hospitalizations nationally, Missouri, it's been fuzzy. There's a, there's a there's an interesting website that I've been looking at that shows the uh, predicts the peak and then um, you know based on you know um, governor's orders and you know social distancing orders and stuff like that. Um, so for the nation, that peak happened a, a right around the fifteenth, um, and but then you can break it down by state because each state is in a different uh, uh, phase, you know, some got hit earlier, some got hit later, Missouri, one of them. And it, I'm kind of confused at this point because Missouri originally, I mean, they said their peak was going to be around the 20th. Then they, it kept every time I, every day that I would check it once a day and it would get pushed back by a couple of days, you know, and it got pushed back at one point point to, for Missouri's peak to be the 28th, but then something happened and, um, it now says that we are past the peak. So I don't know if all of a sudden there was a dramatic, I guess there was a dramatic downturn of uh, uh, positive cases, which that's, uh, or hospitalizations maybe. Um, but that's also a misnomer because there could be a lot more positive cases we just don't know about. So I'm kind of confused on that. But you look at it, wherever that peak is, how long did it take to get to that peak? Is how long it's going to take to get out of it? So it's that's that's the halfway point. Uh, so for the nation as a whole, if the fifteenth was the peak, uh, that's what two months, two and a half months that it took to get there. Three months. So it could be three months to get out of that, which pushes well, it back to July. Yeah. Well, I think I said on the podcast that. Uh, the one that uh, was derailed when the letter J tried to hijack it, but um, yeah, that was a train wreck. And I jokingly said it worked the other day when somebody asked me my when I thought it was going to be over. Like I have some sort of of uh, knowledge on the thing, 
Um, I jokingly said 4th of July weekend is going to be the new Independence Day for the world, uh, just like the movie. Um, that, you know, it's not going to be an American holiday anymore. It's going to be a world holiday. And um, 4th of July is going to be when finally we're, we're back, you know, back to where, where we were prior to this happening. But the other question, you know, and the other point of it is not just the halfway point as being the peak, but, you know, really where is the, where is the cutoff in terms of uh, expectations? Like, are they waiting for no cases? Are they waiting for no cases for seven days? Are they waiting for no cases for two weeks? I mean, that's really the um, the telling point before they'll start to uh, give the old thumbs up to certain businesses. I agree. May 4th, certain businesses will be allowed to, to reopen. Uh, it won't be my barber, um, but uh, there will be certain businesses that will certainly help the economy um, allow to reopen. But it's going to be a long haul, which sucks because my hair is uh, getting unmanageable. <laughs> You'll have to break into your, your wife's uh, uh, product regimen and hairspray or mousse or, or, you know, she may she could style it. You could have some fun with that. Oop. Or she well, I've gotten, I've gotten several, you know, uh, offers from uh, local uh, residents in our community that have offered up their services. But, uh, so, so yeah, so uh, I don't, I don't really have to worry about that because uh, uh, my wife has been cutting my hair since oh, we were married in 05, I'd say oh seven, uh, and. You know, go to the store. Just you know, have your wife go to the store, or you go to the store, buy a pair of clippers. You know, Walmart has them. Uh, comes with little scissors. Uh, just have her go to town. You know, have some fun with it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not going to happen. Um, I am a. Uh, I like looking good. Uh, I like really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like professionals uh, doing it and not uh, not novices. So. Oh well, how do you get to be a professional? You got to start somewhere. The, yeah, in a, in a it, it, well, yes, but in a in a class, which is what, what's the a, old, what's the old what's the old uh, uh, saying. The the road or the the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step or something like that. Oh. I'm not not familiar with that. Oh yeah, well, yeah, maybe I made it up. But uh, anyway, so hey, where where what are you drinking? Yeah, I was actually just getting ready to go there myself. Uh, enough enough COVID talk. Yeah, um, but we had to give America our update. But, yeah. Uh, I'm drinking a beer from a brewery called Fat Orange Cat. Um, They're based in Connecticut. Um, It says on the uh, can, North Haven, Connecticut, but it says on the website, East Hampton, Connecticut, which I assume is probably very close to North Haven. But um, so the the beer is called Shark. Keep your claws sharp. 
and it's basically just a big fat orange cat uh, dragging down a uh, a uh, curtain. Oh. Um, is, but, do, you, uh, do, you, do you sell this? I, this is a beer I sell, yes. Oh, it's wow. a craft brewery. Uh, it's a, they're kind of, Fat Orange Cat is kind of famous for doing uh, New England IPAs, uh, being from New England, of course. And then um, they do some really, really good stouts. Um, but I have been uh, struggling with stouts as of late. Only in the sense that, like last last weekend, um, you know, I got home from work Saturday, and I went down to grab a beer, and I was, you know, I'm staring 48 hours being stuck at home. Um, I had no IPAs in my fridge at all. Oh. All I had, were, all I had was bourbon barrel aged imperial stouts, oh. um, and a lot of them. And so, you know, I, listen, I'm not. I'm not going to back down, um, but uh, you know it didn't go well. I you know we had to blacken out by two o'clock, um, and uh, so I had to get some IPAs back in the fridge. So uh, I, uh, this is a, it's a good it's a good one. It's a nice a nice haze to it. It's not overly bitter, um, but it's uh, it's certainly uh, it's a very good beer. What do you, what are you drinking, Sammy? Ah, uh, well, I have the uh, from Cigar City Brewing. Which has been uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, brewers, uh, although they did, did, they got bought out by AB. No, Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues. Os- that's right. Sorry. So um, the, I am having their their uh, Gaia Barra. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, is that right? It's no. It's no Jaya Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's pronounced either. Or pronounced that, but no, I know. I honestly, I honestly don't know that. Uh, what what the other one is? I know it's highlight. Yeah, I, I don't know, know yeah, what I know. you're drinking is. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, little tangerine lime. Uh, <clears throat> they don't actually add that to it, but it kind of has those hints to it. But uh, yeah, it's our citra pale ale. Uh, very hazy, uh, which is the trend now. Um, although they're sure. not calling it a North uh, New England, but uh, it's it's delightful. Yeah, no, I, I've had that beer quite a bit. I, I enjoy it immensely. I will say, uh, you mentioned that uh, you go down and you find, um, you know, what do you have in the fridge uh, that's different? And, you know, you and I have collected some beers over the years. I found one in my fridge. And there was like some, it's like, oh, I don't want to open that one. You know, you see a bomber and it's like, oh, I want to wait till I can, you know, share that with somebody or do this and. And then I, there's one that I, I bought it on sale, uh, from, uh, I think it was from your former store. Uh, you, uh, and it, it was the, uh, stone, uh, chai, um, uh, chai beer, chai something. It's, it's got like chai spices in it. Yeah. It's a I stout. Know which one you're about. Yeah. It's an imperial stout. It is, yes. I had never had it. I have two bottles of it. I got it on sale because it was discontinued or or past date. And it's been sitting in my fridge ever since. So, I don't know. What's that? Four years? Five years? Uh, Since I've been there? Huh? Since I've been there? Yeah. No, two years since I've worked there. Okay, so it's not as bad as I thought. So, two years since you worked at the other place. 
So uh, I, uh, I, I'm like, oh, this is going to uh, be terrible. And and you know, I'm I, honestly, I've never had like a chai tea latte, so I don't even know what that tastes like. Uh, but then I opened it, and actually, it was very delightful. Uh, it, it reminded me of Christmas. Um, and it and it you know, it's been in my fridge the whole time, so it it you know aged okay. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't flat. It you know, it still had some good body, it had good flavor. Um, I had a, probably about a, a six ounce pour of it. I put the bottle in the fridge next day. I had another six ounce pour cause I'm like, you know, this is, uh, uh, an Imperial. Uh, so it's high gravity, high alcohol. So I'm like, let's pace this out and see how long it actually, you know, it wasn't too bad. Uh, it, it really didn't lose a whole lot, you know, sitting open in the fridge over the next day. Yeah. So I have a lot of bombers in my fridge too. And, you know, first of all, I'd be the first to tell you that bombers are dead. And whenever I talk to a brewer or a supplier um, that is in the beer industry, I tell them that they need to abandon bombers at all costs because uh, especially higher alcohol, higher gravity beers, because um, it's too much for one person to drink. Yeah. Um, And, so you have to be with somebody uh, to drink it, and uh, well, that ain't happening now either. Yeah. And so, but most of the bombers that I have, I've been collecting over the last couple of years, because every time I'd see it, I'd be like, "Oh, well, that'd be a great beer to do on the podcast. Oh, that'd be a great beer beer to do with you know to have with Sam and uh, at the, on the podcast." Well, then we stopped doing the podcast. Right. And yeah. so now, now I've got like you know, 30 beers sitting in my fridge uh, waiting to be drunk. And here we are doing the podcast and we can't, and I still can't drink them yeah. um, because we can't be in the same room. Yeah. So. I know it's, it's, it's a, it's a dilly of a pickle we're in as uh, Ned yeah. Flanders I mean, would say. Again, in, in the real perspective, these are not real problems, but no. um, with what's going on in the world, but somebody listening to this and going, Oh Christ, these are what these guys are bitching about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really conscious of that because in the back of my mind, I'm, <clears throat> I'm kind of wondered what if somebody actually picks this up and be like, and then just all of a sudden starts railing on us and, and, you know, kind of worry of like, all oh, these guys don't take it seriously. They don't have no idea what's going on. You know, I do. I don't know it the way other people do. But I try to be very conscientious and uh, respectful of people that have it way worse. Um, and I, you know, I just hope that that gets conveyed on here. So, well, yes, I'm actually uh, hoping somebody picks it up and rails on us so we can go viral. Um, <laughs> that's a that's bad the- pun. Bad use of words. <laughs> So uh, that's what I'm hoping for. But no, I listen, I, I've said it on every podcast. I'm embarrassed for what, you know, I'm going no. through right now only in the success that I have. And anytime a customer comes into the store and says, how's the business been? I, the first words out of my mouth is, well, I'm, I'm ashamed to say, but it's, it's been amazing. Um, you know, my life has not changed one iota other than I'm tired, more tired when I get home than I usually am. Because yeah. I'm exponentially more busy. The same goes for my wife. Uh, our 
our lives are exactly the same. The only thing that's different is we're not hanging out with our friends, um, you know, like we used to. So, so what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing to, to you say you're bored, uh, staying at home, but so what do you, are you doing anything to help pass the time to, to, are you picking up a hobby? Are you learning a new language or, you know, <laughs> well, no, I, I almost read a book or started to, um, I've since been able to avoid that, you know, and, and, you know, so Mondays I'm usually by myself. Um, and, uh, in the past, prior to this, it was not uncommon f- to find me at, uh, you know, a local pub at a Monday for lunch and a couple beers, um, you know, to break up the monotony of not doing anything. And, uh, now I don't have that option. So I've been watching, um, a lot more TV shows. Um, I try not to binge in the sense of, you know, I don't try to watch more than two uh, of any one show at a time. Um, not that that makes it any better uh, or, or healthier, but, you know, we, I, I completed uh, The Looming Tower, a show that you and I both oh, yeah. had an interest in. Um, Jeff Daniels' finest work. No question. Yeah. And I think we talked off air um, if it, how if, he wasn't nominated for an enemy, an enemy, an <laughs> Emmy. Um, I don't know, but he was amazing in that. Yeah, I um, I agree. I, honestly, uh, it made me think. You know, some of these uh, limited series like this. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, Oscar should uh, you know pay attention. Yeah, I mean, it was certainly a mini series. It could qualify right. as a long movie. Um, I guess if you were to put it together, but, um, I, after the looming tower, I started watching this show that, you know, um, that everybody on Netflix is talking about. And I had to kind of just start seeing what all the hubbub was about. Oh yeah. Uh, tiger King, tiger King. Oh yeah. Carol Baskins killed her, totally killed her husband. (laughs) Allegedly. Totally. Yeah, uh, she, um, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying she fed him to tigers. Okay, she fed part of him to tigers, but the rest of him was buried or in the septic tank or something. Yeah, so I, I'm I've finished three episodes, and um, I have two takeaways. Oh, my first takeaway is very similar to my takeaway when I watched the TV show on HBO. Um, It starred uh, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. Um, Oh, uh, that was the one our friend's son worked on. Yes, our friend's son is now working on one. He didn't work on that series. He worked on one afterwards that season, but he worked on one of the seasons of that, uh, true detective, true, true detective. Yeah. So when I finished true detectives, um, I looked over at my wife and I said, am I the only one in America that didn't think that show was very good? Um, I, I thought Matthew McConaughey's role was amazing. I thought he, he, it's probably his best work ever. Did he take a shirt um, off? I never saw it. Did he take a shirt off? <laughs> I think he did. Oh, good. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. He's obliged by contract. It's, but, it's like a writer. 
<laughs> it's on right his, yeah. on his on his on his contract. Um, I just was like, I don't get it. I don't understand the appeal, and I kind of think that about the Tiger King. But my main takeaway from the Tiger King is how embarrassed I am that when you look at all these people that visit these properties, these how redneck do you have to be to show up at that park in Oklahoma or South Carolina or Florida and think that this is a legitimate business? <laughs> um, I was just shocked that people were paying money to go to these places, blown away. And the volume that they were, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm embarrassed. Uh, That's, that's bad. Well, I got got to tell you, he's got a passion and a dream. And I tell you what, the Carol Bastion, she, 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 she caused everything. She caused 9-11, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, yes, and it doesn't take anybody with any intelligence to know that she's just as bad as he is. Yeah, I, um, I, 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 I look at it, 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 I think I said this last week, but I watched the first episode, and I'm getting, I'm about halfway through it, and I'm like, I'm bored, you know, watching this. And then I'm like, and then I get to, I don't know, maybe his minute, 45 or 50 and then then you get the little hook of oh here's this little and then the problem is it it becomes this train wreck it's just like you know driving down the road why do cars uh slow down when there's an accident on the side of the road uh it's not because they're trying to be safe some of them are but seriously they're rubbernecking they're rubbernecking. They're seeing, and that's what this is like. You're like, really? I got, I gotta, I gotta see what, what, what's going on? Is there some juicy? And you know, at the end of this, uh, it's just a ridiculous uh, set of situations and, and stories. And it honestly gets bigger, and you get more dumbass rednecks into the mix, as you will find when you continue to watch this. That it's like. Really? How could it just keep building and continuing the way it is? And, you know, it's like, it's like he, uh, you know, uh, it's not spoiling anything because he, he does in the first, not for maybe first episode, but at least second episode, you hear him saying he's in jail. You know, it's like, oh, no, that was the start of the first episode. Yeah. So, you know, he's in jail at some point. Right. You know, he ends up there. But, but yeah, it's like at the end of this, you're like, well, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Why is why is in jail? Um, yeah, I I totally get it. And sure, and, but 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 why they don't investigate seriously? Uh, and and granted, we're seeing one um, director, documentaryist, whatever you want to call him, his lens of the story. But from his lens uh, and viewpoint. Why she she's not being investigated more for her previous husband's uh, disappearance? Uh, yeah, it's beyond me. Yeah, it did seem, and I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a police officer. From my perspective, just sitting on the couch watching this, uh, it did kind of seem like they really put that to bed pretty quick. Um, 
like if that was me and my wife um and i didn't even have a tar a tiger and my wife disappeared um i think they'd spend a lot more time on it than they did with that um it just seemed to be a little too easy giving up and i mean and she certainly has motive um and ability uh based on what you read and and such but um yeah i i just was you know it it it's, it almost seemed very stereotypical um and maybe it's too close to home because oklahoma is the state next to us uh and so you feel a little um <clears throat> you know, disappointed that there are so many people out there that are like that, that are just, it was like moss to a light. Um, I mean, they're interviewing this guy's husband in the entire series. He can't put a shirt on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, at some point somebody doesn't go, Hey, uh, Hey, why don't you put a shirt on? Where that you? may be a little you may come off a little more. Uh, you may come off a little more legitimate, or <laughs> you know, I, I don't even know the word. But right now, you look like an idiot. Yeah, not to mention that it's very distracting with just the one tooth <laughs> up front. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The guy with no legs, and then the oh, the manager looks like Vince Neil from Motley Crue. And, oh man, um, I'm just like. Uh, and then you go to South Carolina, and, and yeah, nobody knows that that's an occult. That that guy is married to five different women. Nobody can figure that out. Yeah, hell, I know that. Yeah, <clears throat> Doc. That's that's, that's that's yeah, Doc. Doc. Right. And, and oh, by the way, every one of his uh, his assistants is beautiful, young, attractive women. Yeah. Huh. And required to wear like halter tops and uh, short shorts. Right. And nobody. And nobody's. Nobody can piece together the perplexing mystery that the, he's actually, you know, married to all these women. Nobody, yeah. Yeah, that's unfathomable. Yeah. They're just going to keep visiting his place in Myrtle Beach. Just crazy. <laughs> uh, well, I have watched that, uh, but I watch a lot of stuff. Uh, and so well, I'm going to, I'm going to start episode four tomorrow and okay. see where it takes me. So. Well, uh, so I've 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 kind of went a different way. Are you still running? You're still running, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Uh, I run two to three days a week. Um, I ran five miles this morning. I'll probably do six or seven tomorrow. But uh, but yeah, uh, I've been with all the more that I've been working and I'm on my feet a lot more just because of the nature of our business currently. Uh, you know, I don't run as much during the week as much as I do on, on Saturdays and Sundays, but yeah. I try to get a, a third day in somewhere. Yeah, I've been running, I've been running more, uh, you know, usually do four miles, you know, most days I take a day or two off yesterday. I did nine, I did a 15 K nine, three, uh, wow. I took today off. Uh, but I also been doing my wife and I both we've been doing this uh, thirty day ab uh, ab uh, challenge or ab it's an app you know it's got these different exercises it takes about ten minutes to go through uh, and uh, hey uh, I'm I'm back down to one eighty uh, you know I've uh, I was there at the holidays I was uh, pushing you know one ninety five uh, so you know. Uh, 
I guess there's a positive out of this is that I've had more time to focus on exercise and not distracted on going here and there. Um, but the one thing that uh, I was really excited to do uh, that I've been thinking about, and t- I mentioned to you, is uh, first time in eight years I uh, I, I brewed a batch of beer yesterday. Yeah, I I, um, I saw the the group text on that. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry you couldn't be here for that. I had uh, yeah had my had my son uh, help me stir in the kettle. You know, teaching them science and stuff. What yeast yeah, is? The, yeah. Let's clarify. Your eight-year-old son? Yeah, he's eight. Yeah. Okay. It's not like we're gonna do taste testings with him. But uh, here's here's the process of fermentation, and and here's what's going to happen. And I mean, I'm sitting I'm sitting here in my uh, downstairs gym, and I'm uh, I've got it I've got the carboy with the beer in it wrapped up in a blanket, you know, keeping the light out of it. But uh, uh, but I'm just watching this bubbler as we're talking. Just bloop 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 bloop. It's it's happy yeast, happy yeast going to town. Yeah. So. so- uh, I know you said uh, you were brewing an IPA. Yeah. Um, but when we you first mentioned this, I think on our return podcast, um, I asked you kind of who who it was, and you said it wasn't Northern Brewer. Who did you end up going with? Oh, uh, out of Ozark, over close to where I live. Uh, the oh, so the, the, the home, local brewery. Yeah, the home brewery uh, supply store. Yeah. So I went over there. And I, you know they were open. You know, went on their website too. They're open, to, and uh, they, there was a guy out there loading the guy's truck up for him. He had guy was getting boxes of stuff. I mean, lots of stuff. And I'm just, I just want a kit. You know, a little extract kit, something simple to kind of get my feet wet. Sent for our, my eight year uh, uh, dry spell in brewing, and the guy goes in. I I go go, go walking up the door, and the door is locked, and I'm like, what? And I look at the door, I was like, oh, they're doing uh, curbside only. So you can't go in the store. So, uh, so dummy me, uh, I went back to my truck and I got on my, my phone so I could look up there, you know, what did I want? You know, I'm, it's, it's kind of, you know, when, when you're a person like me, I like to go and look and see what's there and, you know, kind of peruse the shelves. And you can't do that right now. And, uh, and I, I had noticed that the guy that brought out the stuff for the other, you know, loading up the other guy's truck, he was wearing gloves. Um, anyway, I call him, call him on the phone, said, Hey, I'm outside. I want to see if I could pick up this and this. And he's like, yeah, take a few minutes, but here, you know, uh, so super friendly people. Uh, and, uh, I don't know if the same guy owns it, that owned it years ago. Didn't see him, but, um, super friendly guys and just, uh, super great. They just. I'm going to open my door. He drops it off in the car. He's wearing gloves and whatnot. Paid with credit card over the phone. Nothing passed back and forth. Go home. Go to town. Uh, sanitize the packaging and stuff before I get you know get started on it. Or yeah. Yeah. hold on a second, Sam. Yeah. Let's suspect the suspect this up. Um. So if I understand you correctly. You're doing this during the whole uh, stay-at-home order, correct? Yeah, so I went and ran. So I ran near uh, where it was at. 
uh, ran over nose. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, listen, I, I don't have a problem with you going out. That's not my point. Okay. So you're you're telling me that the home brewery has been deemed an essential business. Uh, I believe so. And, you know, that order is, so it did, there, it wasn't deemed, it was deemed a business that could remain open. I don't know. See, Missouri's really, uh, uh, squishy on that. So they didn't order all businesses, public business to close. They said, and, and even if they weren't essential, but if they could do their business in following these guidelines. Right, providing curbside service. Yeah, then they could remain in, in business. Even some stores, if they could limit the number of people in their store at one given time. Um, now, the home brewery that I went to, um, now they don't let anybody in their store other than their employees. Um, so they went that direction. So, but I would imagine that they said, well, based on our square footage, we could have two people in here at a time, you know, but they probably looked at, looked at it and said, you know, we got a, we got a website. It's got everything on there. You just go on, you order up what you want. We'll, we'll bring it right out to your car. So. Yeah, I guess I, you're right. I forgot that part of the statute, um, which was not indicated in the, uh, mayor's stay-at-home order, but was uh, highlighted in the governor's stay-at-home order, which was businesses that could provide the same service in the form of curbside versus going inside um, could be deemed uh, operational. So, yeah, okay. I just know we get a lot of heat for selling booze, and everybody's like, man, can't believe you're deemed essential. They're saying this while they're buying three hundred dollars worth of alcohol. Um, for yeah, the third time for the third time. I, week. I would look at them like, but yeah, yeah, I me neither. But you're here, you know. Yeah, <laughs> judge right. not, lest you be judged. Uh, you right. know, those that are something don't cast the first stone. Or yeah, something. I don't. Yeah, glass houses. Living glass houses or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I um, and. Well, and I, I said this last week. I mean, uh, it was either Oregon or Washington State. I can't remember uh, where they closed all liquor stores and everything. Um, and and frankly, people were going to riot. And then the mayor, the mayor, the governor said, reversed it and said, oh, "Okay, no, nope, they can open uh, because they just took so much heat for for closing it. So they made them essential." Um, but the one thing that really boggles my mind is is the rule allowing bars and restaurants to sell to-go mixed drinks. Yes, which, by the way, that's an addendum. That wasn't part of the initial rule. Right. Uh, I mean, mean, is it New Orleans or Louisiana the state? They're the only state that had this before. Uh, I thought it was just New Orleans. Because if you remember... Watching episodes of like uh, not necessarily like Triple D, but like Anthony Bourdain or mm-hmm. some other. Uh, I think it was um, the uh, guy uh, Adam Rich, or you know, on some of his shows, there was this um, basically frozen daiquiri store. Yeah, 
That's a drive-through. Yeah, like a thirty-two ounce big gulp. Yeah, frozen. Yeah, daiquiri. in a in a with alcoholic frozen daiquiri in like forty-eight different flavors. But the only way they could sell it to you is if they put a lid on it, and the straw had a cover. Right. Because that was the deterrent. And I'm like, <laughs> only in New Orleans. Yeah. No. Uh, no. How, it, how this came to Missouri during this is beyond me. No. And I, it, it blew me away that that I could have seen a lot of different addendums attached to that. Um, hey, we're going to allow clothing stores, you know, to operate within certain hours and um, so people can get new clothes as babies grow out of, you know, old ones, whatever the reason. Right. Um, I can see barbershops, you know, opening two hours a day with only, you know, three people, three employees and you know, no more than one customer at a time. I mean, I could see a lot of addendums being made. Uh, that was not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> that surprised the heck out of me. Yeah. I was like, we did what? I mean, <laughs> You know, we're 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 Bible Belt, you know, and but no, I know that's that's the other part of it. You know, it's very conservative, very uh, uh, in some in some uh, areas, very judgy. Uh, you know, people might consider this uh, this podcast. Oh, you're drinking beer and talking about it on, you know, for people to listen to. Uh, yeah, but I'm like in Missouri. Um, yeah, I I was I was uh, I was. Sh- I was sh- uh, shocked and uh, chagrined. Uh, yeah. uh, it's the Travis mockery. Yeah. Was, so, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, and I've seen, you know, like uh, there's been some local chains uh, like uh, Big Whiskies. Uh, they put out a thing where they're, um, if you buy an entree and bring in a growler up to 64 ounce, you can get a growler of beer because they're trying to get rid of their inventory. Uh, you can get a growler, help help them float their kegs, is what they're calling it, um, because they're not wanting to lose that money. Um, so they're just trying to get what they can out of it. So you can get a sixty four ounce growler, but they they put on it, you know, put out, you know, we'll we'll clean your growler when you when we get it, we'll seal it up and take it home, um, you know. But you know, you can't really do that with a mixed drink in a in a go cup, right? Um. And I'm all for them putting a mixed drink in my 64 ounce growler. So, and I, um, and, and I don't I don't understand how that that um, that complies or or just goes against the the whole open container law in a car. Well, it do, it doesn't. I mean, it's a completely it's completely illegal what they are suggesting. Um. Under any facet of what, trust me, I study uh, these laws uh, between on-premise and off-premise religiously. And, you know, I I drive to work. There is a Hooters restaurant on the same street as my business. And once this started, they said wings to go and beer to go. This was even before the most recent addendum. And, you know, I... I raised questions about that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I have an off-premise liquor license. They don't. Uh, why are they being allowed to sell alcohol off-premise? I'm not saying they shouldn't be, but, you know, <clears throat> there is still law in place. We're not, uh, we're not a lawless society. 
And, um, you know, I was basically told, eh, we're really not focused on that right now. Um, and so, you know, here we are, the, the governor comes out with his rule and then not even seven days later, uh, an addendum, because when I heard about, somebody sent me a picture of the addendum, I said, is this a Springfield addendum or is this a Missouri addendum? And they said, it's Missouri. And I was like, wow, that, that blew me away. Yeah. Because it is, it's completely opposite of what the local rules are. And there is no way that they could give you a cocktail to go, uh, even though they, you ordered a, a meal, uh, that would keep you from being able to drink it in your car. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy, crazy days, all, all under the category of things I thought I'd never see in my lifetime, including this, uh, damn pandemic. So. Yeah, no, I know this is all, uh, it's all crazy. So, uh, so we're, uh, you know, you know, I don't want to say interesting. So, um, well, hold on. I'm, I'm out of beer. I got to go get another beer. Okay. All right. Well, we'll hit pause for a second, and, uh, right. and then we'll come right back. All right. There we go. And we're back. You know, uh, one day that'll be the commercial break if we had sponsors. Right. So. Yeah, um, I can't wait for that to happen. Ah. Uh, um, what were we talking about? Um, that's a great question. Well, oh, I know I was, I know I was getting ready to say. So, um, interesting. I said interesting, but I don't know if it's interesting. Um, things that we have to go through, have to, that we're, we're going through. Uh, and I, honestly, I will say this. Uh, in in ways, I am happy that we're uh, doing the stay at home, um, being careful, um, because frankly, um, you know, I have a seventy nine year old mother. Um, my wife's parents are in their mid to late sixties. Um, you know, they haven't seen the kids. They dropped off Easter baskets last week. You know, left them in the garage and left and didn't see the kids and you know that's you know tough um but at the same time it's like you don't know who it's going to affect most but one of the things that uh, has always been big in my wife's family is birthdays and my wife's birthday is tomorrow and normally the sunday before after a birthday um or if the birthday falls on the sunday um we get together and, and celebrate said birthday and we can't do that. So we are uh, celebrating my wife's birthday today because I have to work tomorrow. And kind of got a, a dinner plan uh, a menu that we're, the kids and I are making. Um, you know, part, a couple of our favorite foods are Chinese uh, and uh, Italian. Um, and uh, so I've been, I've been working on this pretty much all day other than this podcast. Um getting ready i'm making some lasagna roll-ups gonna bake them in a muffin tin as like an appetizer and then not not like stir fry not like healthy chinese food but like you know the fried rice fried chicken 
with sweet and sour sauce. That's her favorite. It's 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 the the Chinese food that's bad for you. Um, uh, you know, just because it's you know fried and everything. Um, that's what she loves. Um, and along with an angel food cake. I have never baked an angel food cake until today. And granted, I didn't do it from scratch. Um, I did it from a box, but even then I was nervous because um, I looked at a scratch recipe and you got to like make whipped uh, egg whites, uh, make basically a meringue and fold it and think it all just collapse on you. And But even at the box recipe, uh, you know, you just box, add water, mix it, put it in the oven. Uh, you still got to turn the thing upside down on a bottle. Uh, yeah. And so it doesn't fall. And I'm like, this thing turned out beautiful. So Clay, I say I made Clay. Clay actually mixed up the the cake. Uh, he's been making me uh, or helping me make different things throughout the day. We made breakfast for her this morning, um, and so you know, all said and done, it'll be special, um, just not different than what we normally do to celebrate. Well, insert comment comment here. <laughs> I, listen, I'm a huge fan of angel food cake. My mother's dessert, strawberry angel food cake that she makes, is like one of the greatest angel food cakes. Oh yeah, I remember she had. made she made that once when she was down. Uh, yeah, in fact, had we gone with one of my uh, 50th birthday suggestions last year. Um, <clears throat> which would have included them with the regular group. Uh, I was going to have her make that as one of the desserts. Not that I would have been able to partake, but yeah, but instead you went to Boston. You left yeah. us. You left us. Yeah. <laughs> and looking back, it was the right decision because here we are a year later. That's true. Um, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but you know, right. uh, we, 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 you know, we thought about renting a houseboat. We thought about, you know, different things that we could do as a group. Uh, right. You guys went on your own, <clears throat> left, uh, left us all alone. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I look at, you know, things that, you know, I do once in a while that's fun. Like, frankly, uh, going to a Chiefs game. You know, we usually go to a Chiefs game once a year. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen this year. Uh, you know, they may not allow fans, you know, fans may not be allowed in the stadium for that. I mean, no one knows what yeah, it's going to look like. It, it's funny because there's a large, you know, the, the NFL draft, what a great segue. The NFL drafts this weekend, this yeah. week. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a lot of discussion about how the NFL has really kind of pretended there is nothing going on. They've done everything by the book, they had their free agency. They're going to have their draft, you know, virus be damned. And everybody keeps talking about how, well, the current, you know, speculation is the NFL is not going to start late. It's going to open up on time, blah, blah, blah. Nothing's, you know, it's going to, it's going to be fine. Nobody said anything about <laughs> fans in the stands. No, nope. yep. <laughs> at all. Uh, nobody's even asking the question because I don't think they, want the answer but i'm with you uh if the nfl does start on time there's no way they're putting seventy thousand fans in, in the stands right um 
in September. No way. Not not until they have a an effective, um, you know, um, uh, vaccine they, or, or or like you know, a flu shot. You know, the COVID Absolutely. shot. Uh, and so and vaccine, or they have something that will allow for mass gatherings, um, some sort of testing prior to entering, um, or. Uh, or some, or a vaccine in place. Yeah. But other than that, that that ain't happening. Yeah, I mean, even even if they went, because uh, we've talked <clears throat> internally uh, and are talking about like what happens when we open up, and we're we're spread out. You know, people come in. Uh, you know, can distance themselves. We can limit the amount of people that come in. Um, but it's like we scan people's temperatures as they come in. You know, that's that's probably going to be a real thing at a lot of businesses. And you think about uh, a packed stadium that, like you said, holds, what, 70,000 or whatever people. Yeah. Um, elbow to elbow, you know, side by side in, in seats. They're not going to cut out, uh, especially because of season pass holders, they're not going to cut out half the seats and say, oh, these are the seats for season pass holders um, or, or, or ticket holders. Um, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's going to be very difficult for this next season for them to operate other than just for TV only. And they're going to have to rethink how they air that too. Oh, sure. But I mean, you know what it's like to get into a Chiefs game prior to waiting to get your ticket taken. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you're literally in a, it's, it's a, it's a cattle, uh, <clears throat> you know, like loading cattle in, you know, you're it's back to 20, back. Yeah. It's 25 minutes of literally, uh, arm to arm, yeah. um, you know, congestion entering into a gate. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, and frankly, yeah. And frankly, honestly, if they did open it up, I mean, depending on, I, I don't know that I would even accept a ticket. I mean, and, and, and try to go, um, you know, because I'm like, I don't, it's not worth the risk. Yeah, no. So I'll take your tickets, but, um, but yeah, I agree hundred percent. Cause, cause, cause the scary part of this, you know, it can hit you or me differently. It could hit, you know, frankly, I could have had it already and never known it. Sure. You, you and me both. Yeah. And, and, and I, well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm immune to, def, uh, deficient. So it probably, if I did have it, I, it would have impacted me a lot. I would have known it, but, um, but yeah, no, it, it and guess what happens in the fall? Temperature is going to be getting colder again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, this idea that, that everything's going to be back to normal once football season starts, it ain't going to be that, um, you know, I'm sorry, but uh, it's it just not. Um, even if bars and restaurants open, it's going to be done so uh, with a minimum number of people allowed in any building at, right. at any given time. Right. Um, yeah, you're going to have to take out half your seats. Yeah. No, absolutely. So. So what are you drinking now? What you what you, you, you um, go get? So I moved on. Uh, to a, a, a brewery who has a really neat story called um, Melvin out of Wyoming. 
but they are also considered a local brewery because they opened up one. Uh, so they're at three facilities in Wyoming, and then they opened up another place in uh, Eureka, Missouri, down the street from Six Flags. Why? That's a great question. So I'd heard of Melvin Brewing. They, they had a beer called Two by Four, which kind of put them on the map a, a little, little while ago, and they were winning a lot of medals with this Imperial IPA. And so I, you know, I'd heard of them, paid attention to them, and um, all of a sudden, you know, my uh, beer vendor comes in back in February, and he's like, "Hey, we're getting Melvin Brewing," and I'm like, "Really? How does they brewery in Wyoming decide for Missouri to be their first out, you know, out of state facility?" And uh, turns out. And I know only know this because I, on our way back from, uh, I was in Kentucky uh, back in February, uh, picking some barrels for my business. We went to, uh, drove through St. Louis and decided we were going to pop into Melvin Brewing um, on our way back. They, had, you know, we just launched their beer not like a week beforehand, and um, <clears throat> turns out, so the manager of you because. That was literally the first question out of my mouth, Sam, when I met them at their place, was, what are you guys doing in Missouri? Um, anyway, the manager at one of their facilities in, in uh, Wyoming was an, is an East Coast guy and wanted to get back to Vermont or Connecticut or wherever he was from because it was very expensive to live in Jackson Hole. And, um, and one of their investors is actually from St. Louis. And he said, well, hell, if you're going to open up a place, open up one in St. Louis. And the guy that wanted to get to East Coast, he's like, well, that's halfway. I can go there for a couple of years and then, you know, work my way back, you know, to the East Coast. But I'll be a lot closer. Um, you know, St. Louis to wherever is a lot closer than the Jackson Hole than to whatever. So, um they ended up opening up one that opened up back basically in the beginning of February. And, uh, it's a brew pub. We'll have to make a trip up there. Food looks great, but they have a brew, you know, a facility there where they brew their own. And, uh, their beers are very good. This is called cloudy 5,000, which I assume is a take on Audi 5,000. Uh, but it's a hazy new England IPA. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's real tasty. Huh. Well, I, uh, I, that's that's very surprising and sounds good. Um, I uh, stuck with a Cigar City and broke out the the High Lie, uh, or Jai Lee, uh, as I like to call it. Uh, Jai Lee, the, the rapper. Yeah, my my, I, I gotta get get to your store <clears throat> and do a curbside or something uh, because well, I know I know come on in. I know because. Uh, the stores down here are very limited in what, um, what's available. So there's not, there's not those beers, uh, either one of them at my stores in, in, uh, down here. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to get there. Um, oh, I had a question I was going to ask and I forgot it now. I hate it when that happens, but, but the highlight, uh, I do love it's, it's always been a favorite of mine. 
Yeah, so their beer, I mean, that that's their flagship IPA. Um, they do a wood series version of that that I'm not crazy about, but, um, you know, it's, it's a good beer. Their beers are good. Um, I have a Hunapu. Again, I have it for our podcast, you know, when we do it face-to-face, but that's their kind of uh, release beer that they have an event for every year that, you know, you know, Dark Lord, those kind of events where people line up and try to get beers. I had a customer who's from that area uh, brought me a bottle once and, uh, you know, it's sitting in my beer fridge along with every other 12%, you know, Imperial IPA that I have out. Plus it's in a bomber. Oh, of course. Um, but it's, uh, it, it's a real good beer, and their beers are good. They're, they're making good beer. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what else you got going on? Anything else going on? We're kind of winding down here, I think. Uh, you know, I I, I don't. Uh, we talked about Tiger King and Man, there's a bit of power. And, yeah, a lot, uh, of, a lot of alcohol news. Man, we covered a lot. <laughs> We did. We covered a lot. We we really broke it down. We covered um, like ten times the amount we did with four guys uh, two episodes ago. Yeah, someday we'll have to do a four guys walks into a bar podcast, um, and it can just be the four of us talking over one another yeah. the whole time. Yeah, it'll it, be like our our, our political uh, conversations in the Senate and the House of Representatives. Yeah, it, it's it's a little easier face to face because you can actually see somebody getting ready to talk versus right. In this so you'll way. take a pause because you see somebody else is getting ready to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, when it's all uh, when you get uh, people on, like, so we we kind of have Memorial Day kind of circled as the tentative return of the poor decisions. That's that's yeah tentative yeah, and, yeah. Uh, uh, the social distancing uh, version. Um, yeah, no family can be in one room at the same time. So <laughs> yeah, right. we all have to cook our own meal. Yeah, <laughs> and eat it. Crazy Dave, hollering, Dave into his bedroom. Dave, how's it going? Hey, can I come out? Yeah, let me go downstairs. Yeah, yeah. we can all only go out on one boat at a time. So yeah. Um, yeah, we. I'll I'll take your boat out for a couple hours. Yeah, and then sanitize it afterwards. So yeah, who's it down? So, all right. Well, I don't have anything else this week. Well, well you know, I, I would keep you, but since you said that you're cooking, your you guys are celebrating your wife's birthday today instead of tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I don't want to. Yeah, we gotta. I got. I gotta get the kids. We're gonna start. I'll get the kids kind of putting stuff together for me. So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll have to start. You that. already know my my haircut schedule. I don't want to give her any <clears throat> reminding that we spend too much time together. That's so. true. That's true. Well, you know, uh, there's always that, which is nice. So all right, man. Well, good talking to you. Stay safe. Stay safe. Yep. Uh, well, you know, that, that is one thing I've known. So when you're saying goodbye to people in the past, it was always like, Hey, have a nice day or great seeing you now. It's stay see, safe. See you later. Yeah. Stay safe. Yeah. No, stay that's safe. cashiers at the grocery stores are, who I noticed that month first is like, stay safe. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's weird. And yeah. Now, and, 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 yeah now stay I'm, safe. yeah, now I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. Stay safe. <laughs>
See you later. All right. Well, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can get a hold of us. Uh, no one does, though. At two guys walk into a bar at gmail.com. That's two guys <clears throat> walk into a bar at gmail.com. The two twos are the number two. Um, and uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, um, not Instagram. That's for losers. Um, and, uh, you know, download us. Keep listening. Tell your friends. We're available. Parties, bar mitzvahs, yeah. you know, kids' birthday parties. Though you won't. Well, have. those are those aren't legal anymore. You can't do that. Oh, that's true. No, I guess we're not available for that. Just yeah. online. So. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, cheers to you, my friend. Cheers to you. We'll we'll talk next week. All right. See ya. Later.